and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are in a race not to get there first, but to endure to the end, to run well, to finish well. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 to 3 says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And so, what we want to do in our Christian life, in our walk of faith as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we want to live well, to run well, to endure in this thing we call the spiritual race. And so the spiritual stamina to accomplish that comes from at least four things, and that's what we are talking about in this podcast series I'm calling Spiritual Stamina. In the previous two podcasts, we saw that first, we need to eat right, that diet really matters if we're going to maintain spiritual stamina. And what we meant by eating right is, of course, feeding on the Word of God. And uh, I would encourage you to go back to podcast number 208, 208, and listen to that if you missed that about eating right in order to keep spiritual stamina. Then, podcast 209 said that we need to keep moving or to exercise regularly to keep spiritual stamina. What do I mean by that? Well, if eating right is reading the Word of God, then exercising right is obeying it, putting it into action. You know, if all you do is eat and you have a sedentary lifestyle, uh, you're just going to get spiritually fat, but actually not uh, uh, spiritually healthy. And God wants us to maintain spiritual health in order to run the race well. And uh, so you want to listen to that. But on today's podcast, we are looking at the third element that creates spiritual stamina, that maintains spiritual stamina. And I want you to listen very carefully because it would be easy to take this one the wrong way. If we're going to maintain spiritual stamina, we need to rest sufficiently. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Somebody said, all right, I like that one. I Let's go take a nap. <laughs> and maybe you do need to go take a nap at this moment, but I take them every once in a while. But uh, that's not what I mean by resting sufficiently. I believe to rest sufficiently means two things. First of all, it means that we need to pace ourselves in the race In other words, we do need to take time to uh, pull aside and rest and refresh. Uh, Exactly what do we mean by that? Well, in Luke chapter 4, verse 42, the scriptures say that that Jesus, uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus, did this. But Jesus, chapter 4, verse 42, when the day came, Jesus left and went to a secluded place. 
and the crowds were searching for him and came to him and tried to keep him from going away from them. There seems to be a pattern in Jesus' ministry. This is uh, uh, something that he did on more than one occasion. But uh, at, at daytime, Jesus left and went to a secluded place. Why do you think he was going to a secluded place? He was going there to spend some time with his Father, with the Lord God Almighty in, in a time of prayer. And we're, we're going to talk more about that. But let me tell you, if we're going to maintain spiritual stamina in this race called the Christian life, we're going to have to learn to build some margin into our lives where, uh, where we kind of suspend activity for a bit to get alone with Almighty God, to rest our souls. And, and occasionally we need to rest our bodies as well. I think that's uh, the principle of the Sabbath rest and part of the principle of the Sabbath rest. The ultimate principle is resting in our relationship with Jesus Christ. But, but uh, on a physical, emotional level, God wants us to pull aside, to build margin into our lives, to take time to rest and refresh ourselves in the Lord. So to rest sufficiently means, first of all, to pace ourselves in the race, taking time to rest and refresh ourselves in the Lord. But secondly, and here's where we're going to spend the rest of this podcast, uh, to rest sufficiently means that we would rest in, we would rely on, we would depend upon God in, here it is, prayer in prayer. And I do believe that both of these things are linked together. If we're going to pace ourselves and take time away to rest and refresh, a good part of that is learning to pray and to depend upon God in that time away. But not only in that time away, but as an ongoing lifestyle. We'll talk about that more in a moment. And, 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 and what I'm talking about here is something that our Lord and Savior did in His earthly ministry. And we need to learn to follow His example. For example, in, in Luke chapter 5, verse 16, where it's told this, but Jesus Himself would often slip away to the wilderness or to a deserted place and pray. Jesus would often slip away to a deserted place and pray. Matthew chapter 1, verse 35, in the early morning, while it was still dark... Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. That's Mark chapter 1, verse 35. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 23, it says, After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. And then Luke chapter 6 Luke chapter 6, verse 12, gives us a little bit more insight. Luke 6, 12 says, It was at this time that he went off to the mountain to pray, and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. And when day come, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them. Do you notice that? He spent the whole night in prayer before he actually did the activity of choosing who would be his 12 disciples. So I think we can learn from the example of Jesus and follow His example in uh, resting in, relying on, depending upon God in prayer. Now, as, as we learn this, as we learn to pace ourselves, and as we learn to depend on God in prayer, there's some things that we need to know. First of all, we need to understand the awesome access that we have 
We have amazing access. You know, if if uh, any one of us had access to let's say the president of the United States, probably the most powerful office, not only in the United States, but in the world. If we had this kind of access, what would it mean to us? And it doesn't matter who's in that office. I'm talking about the office, not the particular man or woman that's in the office, but that office. If we had access to that, how life-changing could that potentially be? Well, we have access to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, to the Almighty Creator and Sustainer of this universe, to the One who, who made time and lives above time in eternity. We have access. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16 says this, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And I would ask you, when is our time of need? The immediate answer is always. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, you don't make yourself breathe. You didn't give yourself life. You don't keep yourself alive. And and even at night when you're sleeping, what causes you to breathe? It's what God built into our brain, that involuntary response. It is Almighty God who does it all. So our time of need is always... You didn't save yourself. Uh, You didn't cause yourself to be born again into the family of God. It is all God. You cannot keep yourself saved. You cannot do anything to sufficiently please a righteous, holy God. We need God all the time. And so we can come to help in time of need. When is that? That's all the time. We have constant 24-hour day, 7-day a week. 52 weeks a year, 365 days a year, all the days and years of our life, we always have access to the very throne of God. Doesn't that, doesn't that override any access that we would have in this earthly life to any office, even the office of the presidency of the United States? What awesome access we have. Why do we not take advantage of that? If we're going to have the power, the energy to, to uh, stay in this race and to run this race well and to, f- and to endure through all the challenges of the race, we've got to s- depend upon God Almighty and take advantage of the access we have. And we need to make prayer a lifestyle. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Pray without ceasing. The verb there is in the present imperative. Imperative means it's a command. Present means it's an ongoing thing, a lifestyle thing. Without ceasing, a lifestyle thing. In other words, uh, we always maintain an attitude of prayer. That means that pray every time it comes up. Pray every time it comes up. Always think a prayer first. That doesn't mean we walk around with our eyes closed praying uh, 24 hours a day, but it means that we're always in an attitude of prayer, always understanding that it is a part of our lifestyle that as a matter of fact, we're always depending upon God and we can pray at the drop of a hat and that prayer is not a strange thing to us, but something we practice regularly. Pray without ceasing. 
Pray in Jesus' name. John 15, 7 and 16, the last part of that says, when we pray, we pray in His name. Uh, If we abide in His Word, His Word abides in us and we ask anything. So how do we pray in His name? It's not by tacking in Jesus' name on the end of prayer, but it's praying according to His character, according to His will that is revealed in His Word. We pray according to God's will, His revealed will. Be persistent in prayer. I love Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8 that says, uh, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And, and it says that when we ask, we find. And when we see, uh, when we ask, we, it, we receive. When we seek, we find. When we knock, the door is open. And that is, uh, the, the ask, seek, knock is in a verb tense that means keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Be persistent in prayer. God wants us. We can't wear God out. And we can't get God frustrated with keeping on coming back. God wants us to do that. I would ask you as I close this podcast out in these next few moments to study biblical prayers. See, I can't spoon feed you everything in these podcasts. I want to challenge you to dig in the Word of God, look up biblical prayers. Start there in Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus gave the model prayer. We call it the disciples prayer, the Lord's prayer, but it was meant to be a model for how to pray. Study biblical prayers. Pray in the words of Scripture. It's a good place to learn and start. I finish by saying the early New Testament church certainly prayed. They knew what it meant as they started this race, and their race was hard. It was fraught with hard persecution in many cases. But in the book of Acts, we have the record of the early New Testament church, and 29 times in Acts, there are references to prayer. Why is that? Because the early New Testament church understood the power of prayer. So I want to encourage you, maintain spiritual stamina as you rest sufficiently in Almighty God through prayer. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.